CERU comes from Maine Farmland Trust, a member-supported nonprofit organization focused on reviving the working landscape and securing a future for farming in Maine. More information on protecting farmland and supporting farmers at mainefarmlandtrust.org. It's 10 o'clock and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor and streaming online at WERU.org. Common Ground Radio with your host CJ Welk from Mofka is up next. Good morning and welcome to Common Ground Radio, an hour-long discussion of local food and agriculture here in the state of Maine brought to you by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. My name is CJ Walk and I am your host for today's show. Common Ground Radio is a monthly show airing on the first Friday of every month at 10 a.m. here on WERU. The topic for our show today is community-supported agriculture, commonly referred to as CSA. If you're not familiar with CSA, the concept is basically this. Community-supported agriculture is a way for consumers to buy products directly from a farm, but in a way that shares in both the risks and the rewards of that farm. CSA members typically purchase a share for a set price at the beginning of the season, and in exchange, they receive regular shares of the harvest through that season. This is often a weekly pickup or delivery during the growing season and can be bi-weekly or monthly through the fall or winter months. This commitment to the farm helps the farmers raise capital at the beginning of the season when expenses are typically high and provides the consumer with assurance that they will have fresh and in-season farm products in their pantries and on their tables. The origin of community-supported agriculture is often credited to a consumer-driven cooperative approach in Japan in the 1960s where folks banded together with local farmers to purchase fresh milk which was driven by concerns for the environment and lack of trust in the conventional food system at the time. The CSA movement in the U.S. began roughly in the 1980s, and in 1989, MOFCA members Jill and Charlie Agnew of Willow Pond Farm and Orchard over in Sabatis started the first community-supported agriculture farm here in Maine. The concept has spread to include community-supported fisheries, community-supported breweries, and I just read the other day about a mushroom CSA happening down in Portland. Today, Maine has over 180 farms that offer CSA programs, totaling nearly 7,000 shares of fresh farm products for consumers to enjoy. And we have two of those farmers here in the studio with us today. But before we get to introductions in the discussion, uh, I'd like to let listeners be aware or make listeners aware of a few upcoming food and farming related events that they may find of interest here in our community. So coming up this month in February, um, on February 16th and 17th, is an advanced business planning workshop that is held at MOFCA's Common Ground Education Center in Unity. This is led by Richard Wiswall, owner and operator of Kate Farm, uh, and author of the Organic Farmer's Business Handbook. This is uh, a registration-required event for a fee, so you can contact MOFCA either at the MOFCA website, which is mofka.org, um, or the office phone number, which is 568-4142. There's also a Maine on, the 20, on February 21st. There's the Maine Seafood and Edible Seaweed event happening from scratch to your Maine kitchen. And this is on that Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
the U University of Maine Cooperative Extension Cumberland County Office. So there's a $40 class fee there. And if you'd like more information, you can call area code 207-781-6099. And then also happening at Mofka's Common Ground Education Center on February 24th, is a pesticide applicator training and exam workshop. So that is a Tuesday running from 1 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Uh, at Mofka's Common Ground Center in Unity. There is no cost to attend the training, uh, but you must RSVP in order to attend uh, so that instruction materials and test materials are prepared for you. So the RSVP would be to Katie Green at Mofka, and her email address is kgreen at mofka.org. And if you're not aware, uh, all farmers using products will need to have an applicator license by April of this year, 2015. Um, and then finally, on February 25th, there is an introduction to the Unity Food Hub event. Uh, There's part of the Waldo Organic Growers Meeting and Potluck, which is also held at Mofka's Common Ground Education Center in Unity. But this new project of Maine Farmland Trust hopes to move more local farm products to customers. Uh, it'll be presented by Matt Tremblay, the general manager. And for more information and other events of the Waldo Organic Growers, you can contact Nan Cobby at 338-1198. So there's a few upcoming uh, farm and food-related events happening. Um, as we talk today about community-supported agriculture, there's some other events that we'll get to um, and talk a little bit more about. But as we get moved forward here, I would like to introduce the two guests that we have here in the studio with us today, or with me today. And sitting with me are Glennon Friedman. Glennon is here from the Bar Harbor Community Farm, and uh, she is a certified organic grower. And Bar Harbor Community Farm is located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Thanks for being here, Glennon. Thank you. And also here is Mike Bonner from Bonner Farm, which is a certified organic farm over in Belmont. Thanks for being here today, Mike. Good morning, CJ. So um, I would like to also um, remind listeners that this is a call-in show, and uh, we'll be opening up the phone lines in maybe about five or ten minutes, and I'll give the number at that time. But before we get there, what I'd like to do is give both Mike and Glennon a chance to speak a bit about their farms and the work they do there, and um, since we're talking about community-supported agriculture, a little bit of inf information about the CSA that you offer, and then we'll be able to follow up with more questions down the line. So, Mike, would you like to give us a, an intro to your farm? Sure thing. Okay. Uh, Bonner Farm is in uh, Belmont. We have a summer and a winter CSA. Summer CSA is about 80 shares, winter about 50. We also, in the summertime, have a farm stand CSA, which is a $100 credit increment CSA where people get whatever they want at the farm stand. Um, we raise produce and fruit, cut flowers, and culinary herbs, but we also offer other products in the farm stand, and they can use that credit to purchase anything in that farm stand. Great little program. Um, I think uh, last year was the first year for it, and it's uh, been very, very successful for us, and people really like it. They like the, the options. Um, and 
The CSA, so it's about just under 20% of our gross sales is the CSA. So it's, you know, a uh, small but very significant portion of uh, our farm. And uh, without it, I don't know what we would do in the springtime. <laughs> okay. Glenda, would you tell us a little bit about your yeah, farm and thank the CSA? Thank you, CJ. Thanks for asking me here today. Sure. Um, so Bar Harbor Community Farm started five years ago on a leased field um, in Bar Harbor on on two acres, and um, and we started as a CSA, and we have been increasing each year at the number of shares we offer. Uh, this year, we're also moving onto a. Uh, uh, land that we just purchased and we'll be expanding our fields to about five acres over the next three years. But um, so we started out with six members uh, five years ago and we've expanded steadily since then and now we're offering shares to 80 members this year. Um, and the we, our CSA I would say is about 80% of revenue for our farm. We do sell wholesale as well, but uh, the CSA is really uh, the community that has backed our expansion of, of, uh, of our fields. Um, we offer a 16-week CSA uh, in the summer, um, the first share, is delivered toward the end of June and ends up in the middle of October. Uh, this year, we're going to expand into a winter CSA and offer uh, shares for 20 members, too. Um, our our um, ultimate goal is to be able to provide our community with year-round produce. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again, both of you, uh, to both of you for being here. Um, in terms of, uh, so Glennon, you mentioned that the CSA was kind of right at the beginning mm -hmm. with your six yes. members five five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. And then I'm wondering, Mike, how long have uh, you and Krista been running the farm and had the CSA? Did you have that from the beginning, or? Absolutely, it was uh, integral in our farm beginnings. Um, Krista, along with uh, Molly Krauss, were farmers and residents at Mofka, and so Krista really got her feet wet with the CSAs through that program um, and carried it right into uh, our farm uh, in 2009 when we purchased our place. And, you know, that first year it was, you know, I mean, it still is a big deal, but that was, it was the foundation mm -hmm. to help us get started and, mm -hmm. and go from there. Okay. And how does, um, I guess in the beginning, what I'm curious about, and I'll ask you, Glennon, how, how did you get the word out at first? Did you think, I want to have a CSA and I'm going to advertise? Or were people coming into you saying, hey, you ever think about doing this? Um, well, I started with my friends uh, when I first <clears throat> decided to use that least field. Um, I went to six people that I knew. 
my neighbors and asked them if they would uh, support me as I tried to grow vegetables for my neighbors. Uh So from the very beginning, it just seems like a community event. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, since I grow on Mount Desert Island, the community is is very much... um, uh, it's very clear where the boundaries of the community are, and word of mouth is is uh, probably the most effective way to advertise. So, um, as my friends told their friends of what they were doing, um, I've n- never really had any problem in in uh, recruiting more members. Okay. Mike, when you guys started out, were you did you have far fewer shares than you offer now, or similar, similar offers? Yeah, it was it was smaller, um, maybe by half. I don't know. Okay, Krista would be the one to ask about that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> not one of the facts we discussed this morning, um, but yeah, I think it was about half. We didn't do the the winter the first year, maybe the first two years. Um, yeah, so it was smaller. Um, but very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as advertising, you know, flyers, brochures, uh, social media, mm-hmm. um, word of mouth, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have a very, you know, noticeable location. Um, and so it was very clear, you know, where we were right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of people stopping in. Still do. It's great. Um and that helped get the word out. Okay. All right. So then, I guess the other the other piece in thinking that starting up a farm, um, I would imagine the amount of shares you're offering in those first years is kind of relates to the scale you're at and the amount that you're producing. So I'm wondering that as as you get the farm going in those early years and those shares, the number of shares increase. Um, what I'm curious about is would that increase be related to production or was the increase related to there was a market interest? So, Glennon, if the first year you had six friends willing to support you, um, I won't ask exactly how many in year two, but is that growth kind of driven by, hey, look, I could, to, I could produce a lot more and there's more people interested? Mm-hmm. Did you find... Well, I think it was driven both ways. I've never had any problem marketing my CSA shares. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the the limiting factor for me is how much I can produce. And um, so my growth has been um, limited by how much I think I can take on. Um, also, I'm a new farmer. So that first year... You know, I I didn't have a lot of experience, mm-hmm. and um, I joined the Journey Person program on okay. the third year, and I got more experience. And so as I got more experience and more confidence, I increased the shares. So I went from 6 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 60, and now I'm doing 80. You know, <laughs> so I, I've, been, I've been slowly increasing. But the the CSA has been crucial for me in making the whole thing economically viable because if I can, I know how many shares I can sell, mm-hmm. you know, and I can get get those shares sold 
And then I know what my budget is. You know, I use that money right away to purchase seeds, soil amendments, equipment for the farm. And my wholesale marketing later really covers labor costs and, and other infrastructure costs. But having a community behind me um, right at the beginning of each season gives me a certain sense of secu economic security as I move forward in the season. So mm -hmm. it really is is a crucial, crucial piece to my ability to provide local food. To get that jump early in the to spring. To get that jump early in the spring, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to take a minute to remind folks that, we, that you are tuned in to WERU, and this is Common Ground Radio, brought to you by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. And today we are talking about community-supported agriculture here in Maine. And I have two certified organic farmers with me here in the studio. Uh, Glennon Friedman is here from Bar Harbor Community Farm and Mike Bonner from Bonner Farm. So I would like to, uh, this is a call-in show, and I would like to open up the phone lines for any listeners to call in with questions or comments um, about community-supported agriculture. And the, the toll-free call-in number here to get into the studio is 1-866-625-9378. And uh, we welcome any calls with, with questions and comments. Um, Mike, I wanted to ask you a bit about what uh, Glennon just referred to in terms of those funds coming in earlier in the season. I was rather curious if, um, you know, those, are those, those funds coming in with shares... Is that money kind of budgeted for specific operations or put into kind of the general fund, so to speak, to, to keep the farm going and, and get things happening in the spring? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely focused at uh, seed orders, plant orders, um, early, you know, late winter costs. And we have done uh, a couple of things to incentivize people to pay, um, you know, by mid-February because nobody's waiting until April to order their seeds, um, or at least their bulk of their order. We need to be getting that done January, February at the latest. Um, and so we have early bird discount. Um, we did launch, help launch a program with Bangor Savings. It was sort of like a Christmas club-based program. People could be paying into an account free of charge, specifically for CSA share, so that they could pay us in full this time of year. Mm -hmm. For a lot of folks, paying the full amount this time of year, right on the heels of Christmas, hard thing to budget, hard thing to just convince yourself that you're actually paying for a lot of food, and it's you know mm -hmm. going to help your grocery bill and whatnot, and help you eat better and support a local business. Um, so we've incentivized, uh, and that has worked really well. The early bird discount is great. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we take a little discount off the share, but we get the money when we really need it. And, that, yeah, so that's worked. Okay. And that, that um, arrangement with Bangor Savings sounds like it's rather interesting. Yeah, and, you know, I have no idea how many people have taken that up. Um, it didn't seem to get a lot of traction, but, you know... It did, you know, any publicity is good publicity, and there was like a press conference. I mean, it was a lot of, 
a lot of press about it, um, which was nice for us uh-huh. to be, you know, sort of paired with that. Um, but uh, it also helped us think about, hey, how can we incentivize mm-hmm. early payment? Okay. Yeah. And Glennon, do you have any? I also wanted to ask, and Mike, you got into that in terms of the timing for a summer share. What's kind of the schedule there? Mike, you guys are offering the early bird for a mid-February. Um, I'm asking Glennon, what time of the year are you looking for uh, share funds to come in and right. commit to those? <clears throat> our, uh, we send out our uh, uh, our newsletter and flyer this last week uh, okay. to all our past members and anybody who had contacted us um, uh, to be put on that list. So we're receiving... Uh, we're, we're receiving deposits and um, share fees right now. Um, if anybody, uh, we have a Facebook page um, with more information about Barbara Community Farm. But basically, people just contact me through my email at barharborfarm at gmail.com, and I send them a flyer, and mm-hmm. then they, they pay us okay. um, them. Um, mo- most of the people are able to pay us in full, but if some people um, need to, I am happy to work with anybody to spread out payments and installments. So I've worked out a lot of arrangements with people, you know, just because um, for a lot of people in the Barber area, they are seasonal workers and, and you know, their wages are a little bit low this time of year. So mm-hmm. so I do work out, you know, payment plans okay. with them. Okay. And then how about, um, we talked a bit about numbers of shares, but has there, do you get to a point, either one of you, where you kind of have to turn someone away or do we hit that 60 share mark and the doors are closed kind of thing? Is that a, has that ever happened? Is that a difficult thing to to manage that happens to me every year Uh yeah so last year i probably turned 20 people away so um again my you know my biggest challenge is is producing enough to meet the market demand Mm -hmm. what about for you guys mike ever yeah say sorry yeah yeah we have to you know we have to shut it down at some point um our farm is growing, you know, in other areas pretty vigorously. Mm-hmm. So the CSA has been sort of kept under control. You know, the numbers have stayed pretty consistent for the past few seasons. I think we're looking to expand the winter CSA. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is sort of a complicated equation right there as far as production. I mean, we. We have the storage capacity. We're trying to figure out how we want to grow smartly in, you know, in certain areas for the winter crops and the winter harvested greens that we're doing and, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, in terms of the expansion, Glennon, you mentioned going into a winter CSA this year. Mike, you guys have been doing one for a few years. And in terms of that customer base, I'm curious – are there, do you have your people that purchase a, w- a winter share? This will be what you, to you, Mike, first, I guess. 
uh, buying the winter share, are they also purchasing summer shares? And is that is there a lot of um, continuity between those two? I guess is my question. Uh, there is, yeah, we have you know some summer uh, shareholders that are also winter. We have summer farm stand shareholders that are winter. We have a lot of people in the winter uh, CSA that are, you know, either farm stand customers or they're going to farmers markets. You know, they are very into local food. They're diehards, and winter CSA is a good you know, bang for your buck and um, is just a great way to continue eating local without having to try and remember when the winter markets are, you know, and that whole thing, which I think it's it's nice for um, working families um, to be able to come pick up with ours. It's every three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of overlap, but we're also, you know, have sort of a another clientele that you know maybe isn't a customer of ours in the summertime because they're going to belfast market or something that we don't go to Mm -hmm. um and that's nice so in the winter they see you guys as the as the source for Mm -hmm. local food through those winter months okay um another piece i wanted to ask in terms of of offerings is if um do you offer products from other farms at all or have any plans to go in that direction? And then, Glennon, do you, are you offering anything from any other local farms or everything is coming directly from, from your place? Um, <clears throat> I haven't. Uh, well, the, all, the only thing that we've offered actually is eggs from, uh, from a friend of ours who has some, has some chickens. and yeah. um, But... Uh, but it's uh, something that I've thought about and would like to explore more. Mm-hmm. Um, since we just bought this new land, we're just building a barn. It's like we're we just have we're just starting to build our farm home, really, mm-hmm. and um, haven't really had the infrastructure up to this point to um, you know to to deal with other kinds of inventory. Okay. But, that's understandable. It's probably enough of <clears throat> enough work to keep keep your own products together, correct? Right. Um, Mike, I think do you guys within the uh, CSA do you offer products from other farms, or I know your farm stand says has some other things at times. Yeah, we at one point had offered some add-on shares with the CSA. I don't know if it was lack of promotion or just lack of interest or whatever but it just didn't really take and so we moved on we you know we sort of stopped doing the uh, the add-ons for the CSA and you know we had the farm stand and it sort of coincide you know it's like all right well the add-ons aren't really taken off this you know the farm stand got built and was in business and so for the summer CSA they pick up at the farm stand mm-hmm. and so they they can buy the Chev, and they can buy the fresh bread and the maple syrup, whatever, uh, when they're picking up their CSA share, okay. um, which is nice. Yeah. So they have that option there. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, it, it looks like we have a caller. So it looks like we have Seth from Monroe that is on the line. Seth, do you want to um, give us a question or comment here? Oh, this is Seth. Yeah, part of North Branch Farm. Uh-oh. Hi, Seth. Thank you for calling. Yes. I was just... Uh, Glennon had mentioned that 
you all are interested in hearing from more winter CSAs. So I just was giving a ring. Yeah, well, what um, what I think we can do, and I'll talk a little bit more about the CSA fairs that are coming up towards the end of the month here, uh, but I thought that we could have... I had reached out to a few farmers saying that if you want to call in and give a little pitch for your farm and your CSA, we could have our own kind of on-air CSA fair here today. So, uh, so Seth, if you'd like to give the listeners um, kind of a brief overview of your farm and, and the winter CSA offerings that, that you guys provide to the community, that would be great. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I farm in Monroe, part of North Branch Farm, and a farm with my wife, Anna, and my brother, Tyler, and his partner, Elsie. And we have a uh, herd of cows that we milk seasonally and are in the process of setting up a cheese-making business and facility. And we sell meat, uh, grass-fed beef, and I guess somewhat pastured pork. Uh, And we sell those by the half and the quarter uh, or the whole animal. And uh, and then we do um, winter CSA, and we have about 70 families part of our CSA between half shares and full shares. And we, we do a pickup uh, or a distribution every two weeks. And... We pick up, have people pick up right at the farm, or we at this point we're doing a, a drop off in Ellsworth, and in Camden, and in Bangor, and those just happen to kind of coincide with where we're already selling vegetables to other markets. Um, so we've kind of started building a customer base in those areas as well. Uh, so we do a good bit of wholesale sales in the wintertime as well uh, to the natural food stores and co-ops in the mid-coast area. And uh, that's it for vegetables. We don't sell vegetables in the summertime uh, with the dairy and uh, everything else going on on the farm. We've decided that trying to just focus on our winter CSA is, is at least where we're putting our energy at this point. Uh, we also grow fruit trees that we sell wholesale to Fedco trees. And uh, so we're do, we do a lot of grafting and propagating and have a young orchard planted with about 450 fruit trees in it, uh, mostly apples with lots of different varieties, uh, heirloom varieties and new disease-resistant varieties. So we have a lot of different projects going. Sometimes uh, it feels like a little bit too diversified, but mostly it's really exciting and uh we we seem to be having a pretty good time at it okay and seth can you uh any of the the listeners here for the show today if they were interested in your farm or your csa or or your products how would they find out that information and get in contact with you folks uh i probably the easiest thing would be to check us out online uh north branch farm dot monroe dot org or north branch farm dot org i think something like that if you google north branch farm you'll find us uh our email is north branch dot monroe at gmail.com uh and the website has phone numbers so yeah thanks for putting this on all right great well we do need to um i'm afraid i appreciate you calling in seth and we do need to free up the phone line to get some other folks through here great. um 
But thanks for calling in and giving us some more information about another local farm offering uh, CSA shares. Thanks, CJ. All right, take care. Um, so we were just talking before Seth called about um, the other farm, the other farm products, and another piece that I wanted to ask about was um, in terms of the deliveries, drop-offs, pickups. Um, just to recap, I don't know, Mike, does everyone come to the farm to pick up or do you offer drop-offs in any locations? In the wintertime, everybody comes to us. Okay. That's uh, sort of the, the bargain. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to, you know, drive in the winter uh, with the produce and in the big box truck. And uh, so we just have to do our best to clear out the farm from the snow and Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is picked up right there in our uh, our storage barn, um, and it's easy. Uh, in the summertime, we have on-farm pickup, as I had mentioned earlier, and then we also deliver to two local businesses in Belfast. We deliver to Athena Health and to uh, the hospital. Okay. And Glennon, for you, are you are people coming right to the farm to pick up? Well, since I haven't had a farm until this year, <laughs> I just had a leased field. I've had a wonderful arrangement with uh, St. Savior's Church in downtown uh, Bar Harbor. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's where I've been delivering. And, and that's worked out really well for Bar Harbor residents because some of them just walk right down the street and pick up their vegetables. Um, this year... I'll have two two options. They can either pick up there at St. Savior's Church in downtown Bar Harbor, or they can pick up at the farm um, on a different day, uh, which is in Town Hill. Okay. Nice. All right. And then uh, I just want to remind listeners again that you are tuned in to WERU, and this is Common Ground Radio, uh, brought to you by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Today we're talking about community-supported agriculture here in Maine, and I have two certified organic farmers with me here in the studio, Glennon Friedman from Bar Harbor Community Farm in Bar Harbor, and Mike Bonner from Bonner Farm in Belmont. So, oh, that's beautiful, Belmont. Beautiful, yes. Belmont. Excuse me. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that piece. Um, and then, uh, let's remind listeners, this is a call-in show, and the, tol- the toll-free number to call in to the studio is one 625 9378 And feel free to call in with your comment or question or information about your own CSA program. Um, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned some events that were coming up through the month of February. But one of the pieces for speaking about uh, CSAs at the show this month is because towards the end of the month and uh, early March, there are half a dozen or more uh, CSA fairs that occur around the state. So these CSA fairs at different locations are an opportunity for uh, residents of those areas to go to this fair. There'll be various farmers um, and producers there that offer CSA shares where you can learn more about um, the offerings that would be available to you in your community, whether they're winter shares or summer shares or vegetable or meat or dairy. So um, I'll list off a few of them here. And it looks like the first one coming up is in February 27th. And that one's going to be held at the Viles, um, the Viles Arboretum in Augusta. So 
For more information, you can look at the Biles Arboretum website or give a call to 626-7989. And it looks like we have another caller, so I'll get back to those other events and dates um, after we speak with a caller. So it looks like we have Catherine on the line. Catherine, could you uh, give us your comment or question, please? Well, I'm just calling to say how much I love the Bonner Farm. I am pleased to say I have their bumper sticker on my car. And I have grown organically, I would say, for a good 35 years. And now I am limited in space. So I really look forward to their exceptionally healthy, strong seedlings in the spring, which I've had great success with. Um, I look forward to their farm stand opening. I always stop there on the way to Belfast and get what I need there and don't get it at the co-op because it's much more reasonable. I love seeing the people working out in the back, the children running around barefooted, the women holding the babies on their hips. It's just a beautiful place, Mike, and thank you so much for working so hard for us. Thank you so much. I love it. Awesome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for calling in, Catherine. You didn't plan that one, did you, Mike? Of course not. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so just to jump back quickly, so the CSA fairs are happening around the state um, from February 27th through March 2nd. The first one I had mentioned was in Augusta, which is Friday, February 27th. That is from 2 to 5 at the Viles Arboretum in Augusta. And more information can be found on their website or by calling 626-7989. Uh, and then February 28th which is a Saturday down in Portland from 3 to 5, is another CSA fair at the Urban Farm Fermentary on 200 Anderson Street. And you could find information there by calling 761-4769 to get more information. And then there are a few that are happening on March 1st. So there's Belfast, Bangor, and Hollowell all occurring on March 1st. The Bangor one, Sunday, March 1st, is running from 3 to 6, and that is at the Sea Dog Brewing Company, and that's down on Front Street. And for information there, you can contact Kate Sheridan uh, at 613-5285. The Hollowell event on March 1st as well is running from 1 to 4, and that is at St. Matthew's Episcopal Church down on Union Street. And for contact, uh, or for more information, you can contact Jessica Gorton there, which her number is 522-5536. And then in Belfast, which is next to beautiful Belmont, uh, on that March 1st day from 1 to 3, in the Abbott Room at the Belfast Free Library, which is uh, 106 High Street, um, the CSA Fair will be occurring there. And for more information, you can contact Kate Harris at 338-9509. Um, and I know that's a lot of numbers and dates to put out there over the radio here, but you can find all of this information on MOFCA's website. If you're looking uh, to get that information again, please feel free to go to the MOFCA site, which is mofka.org. And if you click on the events tab at the top of the home page, you will see um, an icon for the community supported agriculture fairs um, and the information down below. And I believe there are some more locations that are in the process. So there will be more, uh, more options around the state as we get closer towards the end of the month. Um, 
And I guess looking at the the Belfast CSA Fair, Mike, do you guys attend the Belfast CSA Fair? We do. You do? Mm -hmm. So Usually. People... I think we've skipped a year here and there because of children being born or mm -hmm. vacation or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think there are any available in the Bar, Har Bar Harbor area. I didn't mm. see even or Ellsworth no, area. No. Okay. Um, all right. Well, one of the things I wanted to touch on, uh, oh, and it looks like we have another caller. So we have uh, Barbara from Belfast. If you'd like to go ahead and ask your question or give your comment. Yes. Um, first of all, Belfast is also very beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I'm very glad to hear we're having a fair this year. Last I knew we were not, and it's where I go to compare. And um, had they not had this fair, is there one location online or somewhere that I can, that you can compare the different CSAs, what they have, what their model is, where they do their pickup, uh, all I questions like that? Um, I'm not aware of a resource online where you could compare, but I would think that being able to go to a CSA fair, uh, the farmers that are participating, you could do some comparisons right yeah, there. Yeah, that's where I tend to do it. If, if there wasn't going to be a fair in Belfast this year, I didn't know how I was going to do the comparing. Okay. And as kind of a backup option through uh, the Mofka site, you can search for certified organic producers that offer CSA shares, um, and you could look at where those locations are and if they offer summer or winter um, and get relative information based off of, off of their profiles okay. there. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, Barbara? Yes, thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay. And it looks like we have another caller. I believe we have Kate from Belfast calling, if you want to go ahead with your comment or question. Hey, CJ. Hi, this is Kate Harris, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Hi, thanks Kate. For, thanks for encouraging the call in, and uh, happy birthday, Mike. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you busted me. <laughs> I know CJ wanted to make that a secret. He's going to sing at the end. Right? Oh. <laughs> and before I forget, North Branch Farm, northbranchfarm.org is their website. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's hard when you're on the spot sometimes. Um, just wanted to share a little bit about what's coming up in Belfast for folks that are curious about who's going to be at our fair. Um, and this is as of right now. We could get a couple more folks joining us. Um, so we have Glenn Libby coming from Port Clyde Fresh Catch, which is a community-supported fishery. That's a cool model. And so they'll be bringing um, fish to sell as well. So folks are interested in coming to buy fresh and frozen, locally harvested, sustainably um, harvested as well seafood, I should say, not just fish, um, they'll be with us, and they do a fish drop, and the co-op is their site for that, so you can learn about that if you go to uh, search Port Clyde Fresh Catch online. Um, okay. And then we have New Beat Farm in Knox, and um, New Beat is going to be doing just a um, farmer's market uh, share this year, as well as a farm stand at their, at their farm. And uh, that's where you pay, uh, I think it's increments of $100, and I think you get a little bit more value than that as a, um, a motivator. And then you um, can either go to the Belfast, and I think it's the Orono Farmer's Market that they are at, or their farm in, in Knox, and you have a declining balance, um, which Bonner Farm does too. I, I participated in their farm stand uh, share last year, which was terrific. And then we have a couple new farms, uh, Roots and Wings Farm Stand in Monroe, 
these folks have, I think, just moved out from California, and uh, they're doing um, a- animal CSA, and I believe it's poultry, and then they have a couple add-ons you can do for, I want to say pork and lamb, but I'm not positive. Um, and then Singing Nettle Farm, which uh, is in Brooks, um, does uh, different size shares, and that's uh, seasonal CSA. And they also have uh, herbal products. And then Village Farm and Freedom, uh, which probably a lot of folks are familiar with, and they offer everything. <laughs> so they have a summer and a fall and a winter, and then they have add-ons with Appleton Creamery and also Out on a Limb, which is a Heritage Apple CSA. And Wild Miller is the other new one in Palermo, and uh, and they're doing a uh, on-farm, so it's a declining balance at their farm stand in Palermo. So that's what's happening in Belfast. And if you want to know more, we have a post up on Village Soup, and I'll be putting something up on the free press as well. And people can email me, Kate, at belfast.coop, if they want to participate or want to get more information. Okay, that's great, Kate. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. I'm going to hang up now. Okay, thank you. Um, Okay, a little more detail about the Belfast CSA Fair. Uh, So now getting back... To the guests in the studio, uh, I want to remind folks that they are listening to Common Ground Radio, and today we're talking about community-supported agriculture, and I have Glennon Friedman from Bar Harbor Community Farm in Bar Harbor here with me, and Mike Bonner from Bonner Farm in Belmont, uh, both certified organic farms uh, certified by Mothka. So one of the, another piece I wanted to ask about <clears throat> is in the community side of things, um, activities within the community. And I'm wondering if, I know some, fo- some farms will offer, um, we talked a bit about sliding scales, but maybe there's ways to, some farms would offer a way to maybe work off part of the share or have some other contribution uh, actually on the farm to go towards that CSA share. So I'm wondering if, Glennon, do you have any type of get those CSA share members on the farm working with you opportunities? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to um, talk to the talk about this in a, a, a broader sense. The reason we named our farm Bar Harbor Community Farm was that we want to both grow vegetables and build community. So that's that's a really key um, reason I got into farming was mm-hmm. to, First, because I love um, the whole challenge of growing vegetables, but also I wanted some way to engage with my community and and to engage with my neighbors. And I I thought that food was the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So so we've set up our shares um, so that every member is required to come out for four hours sometime during the season and spend some time on the farm um, helping us. Uh, And I make it pretty easy. So if you bring your family out and you have four people in your family and one of them has to watch the small child while three others are working, that person's work is considered work for the farm. So a family could come out for an hour uh-huh. and and uh, fulfill that commitment. 
But that has been one of the most satisfying parts of my CSA. First, I get to know all the members of the CSA that way, and they get to know the farm, and uh, as well as really being very helpful in um, in doing the work on the farm. Um, I really wanted people to um, know where the food comes from, know what kind of go what kind of work goes into producing it, and start developing a connection with their land with the land on the island. Um, as a, since I've started farming there, I found that my own connection with the earth there is um, has grown. You know, it, it we become a part of that, and I I think that as we move ahead, we have the challenges of climate change, and and I think that we all need that foundation. We all need to have our feet on the ground and know who we are as, you know, our identity is tied directly to the earth that supports us. So that's that's the broad mission behind Bar Harbor Community Farm. And so, and um, that's, that's what I want to offer the community and what the community offers me as a farmer is is that deeper relationship. Um, every week uh, as I, you know, as I um, deliver vegetables and talk to each person um, who's picking them up, I feel like my friendship is deepening and, and we're, we're building an army of people who are committed to um, local agriculture and, and so a self-sustaining lifestyle. All right. That sounds like a good mission behind the farm there. Thanks. Um, Mike, do you guys ever have share members come out as part of the farm, or are they welcome to visit and they're look always, behind the curtain? Kind of <laughs> they're always welcome. Uh, you know, we have sort of an informal invite. Um, I think, you know, for us there's a couple things – in the way, one of which is me being a little bit of a control freak. You know, we have a very fixed labor force on the farm, and we kind of are getting after it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just uh, sometimes the logistics of, of volunteers seems like, um, you know, it, too much. Um, but it's always something I, I want to do more, you know, and get people out on the farm more. Um, but it just hasn't, you know, uh, just hasn't happened. We do have a CSA dinner that we host, um, and that is, that's awesome. Yeah. Love that. It's a really good time. Um, yeah. I imagine the farm stand can be a bit of a, a social scene as well. Absolutely. People stop yeah. in. Yeah. Lots of people stopping in and. Get to know people that way for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Could I add just of one course. thing? I just wanted to say that um, if people are not inclined to step on the farm, that's also if they pay fifty dollars more, they can buy out of their share. Oh, so, nice one! You know. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to help there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, 
Well, just remind folks again that uh, this is Common Ground Radio and the phone lines are open for any other comments or questions or if you have CSA program, CSA fair information, feel free to give a call. And that number is 1-866-625-9378. And one of the pieces that I wanted to touch on, um, I mentioned in the beginning, a lot of the CSA models are talking about you share in the, the, the share in the bounty and the rewards, but there's also within that structure a bit of sharing a little bit of the risk if uh, something were to not go right or whether we're to, um, to do some damage to, to the farm situation. So I'm wondering, if, um, I'm wondering if either of you have ever had a type of situation where you advertise that your share would have certain things in it through the summer months and maybe there's a weather event that takes out a crop or a hoop house or some type of infrastructure or um, disease that ensues afterwards. So I'm just wondering if that's ever come up and you've had to kind of negotiate with, with shareholders and say, oh, you know, this, this is the reality of life on the farm and this happens, so we're all, we're all in it together a bit. Has that ever happened with you, Mike? Um, you know, we've had, you know, when you have a diversified farm doing lots of different things, you can ride out some of that stuff um, almost seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, we have salad plantings that, you know, go by on us or, you know, don't do well. Um, and, you know, we just, uh, you know, put in the CSA is wide a variety and as ample an amount of everything that we grow as we can. Um, one of the challenges we have is that you know, we have the farm stand there and the CSA people pick up at the farm stand and they may see peppers at the farm stand and they don't have them in their shares. Yep. Um, and that's usually because we just don't have enough, you know, we don't have the 80 peppers or the 80, you know, quarter pounds or half pounds of peppers to give mm-hmm. to the CSA, but we do have a bushel of peppers and yep. can put it out at the farm stand. And, you know, so that type of thing. And that's just about, you know, customer education and it's always a, learning process for us um, mm-hmm. with that type of thing. When we don't have um, something, you know, like uh, for the winter CSA, we will go out and locally source it. Um, we don't, we're not very good at just saying you're not going to get potatoes if we don't have storage potatoes. We really want to provide people with the you know, a a good amount of local produce. In the summer, we can sort of, you know, get away with not giving them this or that thing. But in the winter CSA, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very important um, to provide them with not six heads of cabbage and no potatoes um, for a share, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So we just, you know, adjust. And, And when we do go out and get locally sourced things that maybe we just didn't have enough of or we oversold it or we had a crop failure... We let them know and, you know, say where it's from. And, and they're usually very, very appreciative of that. For more potatoes and less cabbage. Which just <laughs> equal. Equal. Equal <laughs> amounts. Um, okay. Well, <clears throat> then I'm, I would like to ask you that kind of challenge question. And we are getting towards the end of the show. We have a few minutes left. But um, I'm just wondering if you've ever come across that type of challenge. 
Yeah, so far I've been pretty lucky. Um, the, you know, like Mike said, we also have, we're growing, you know, 50 varieties of vegetables. So some things do better in some seasons and some do than others. And uh, so sometimes they'll get more onions than broccoli or things like that. But uh, we've been pretty lucky in being able to provide people with um what we say that we're going to. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And I guess with the, you know, the last few minutes, um, just be able to provide listeners with information, uh, how they could find you guys if they, if they're in your area and interested in a CSA share, or at least just getting some of your products. So, um, Glennon, would you like to tell folks the best way to get in contact with you or find information? Sure. I think online, uh, we have a website, uh, barharperfarm.com and uh, it'll just have information about how to get in touch with us by phone or email. Okay. And Mike, what's a good contact means for folks? Uh, bonnerfarm.com uh, bonnerfarm at gmail.com uh, give us a call at 342-2592 um, or stop on in if uh, the driveway's plowed. All right. <laughs> Well, we're at the end of the show here, and I'd like to thank you both for being here, Glennon and Mike. Um, Please tune in to the first Friday of every month at 10 a.m. for Common Ground Radio, hosted by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. I'd like to thank Amy Brown for engineering today's show, and stay tuned for On the Wing that's happening uh, right after this.